0: When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 12, Chapter, titled...
1: An affair to forget. Please speed up your listening speed on whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts on because that intro is going to take five minutes out of your life.
0: And her explaining it's going to take even longer. Um, I'm Alden.
1: I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. How you doing, Tanya? I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: doing okay. It's been a long week. I got back to work and it's been fun.
1: He's being sarcastic.
0: Oh, what have you been up to? <laughs> Give me something to work with here.
1: I mean, I haven't I haven't really been up to anything exactly. I've just been working. That's it. I've All got, right. I've got a lot of green tomatoes on the tomato trees in the front yard because they are 25 feet tall.
0: And we watched Boy Meets World.
1: <laughs> Wait, I was just hitting my stride.
0: Okay, go, go, go. No,
1: it's okay. We can talk about Boy Meets World. No,
0: go. Stride away.
1: No, it's all right. I I'll, I'll stride away. Goodbye. Okay. Just kidding. Let's go.
0: I mean, what else have we been up to? We haven't. Right. So, um, we also watched Boy Meets World season four, episode twelve, chapter titled
1: "An Affair to Forget."
0: Uh, normally that comes like ten minutes later, so it makes sense to say it again. But this time it's two minutes later because we haven't done anything with our lives at all.
1: Right. I mean, they don't like you guys. Don't want to hear about uh our chickens and the gardens and work anymore and our kids haven't really done anything funny because they've been stuck at home for a thousand months
0: yeah um so we could start talking about like <laughs> what do we have for dinner tuesday night <laughs>
1: what did we have for dinner tuesday i night? don't
0: know we're not doing that we're not i'm
1: concerned that i don't remember what we had for dinner on tuesday we're night not i'm sure it was chicken
0: season four episode 12 was directed by jeff mccracken it was written by eileen o'hare who i don't know
1: i love the name eileen
0: well come on eileen
1: it's a really good name. It's... I mean, I like it.
0: It's a pretty name. Um, Tanya. Yep. Blurb me up and make it fancy.
1: Um, okay. So, the blurb for season four, episode 12, and Affair to forget is, Sean's girlfriend demands that he not see Corey.
0: Waiting for the fancy. So, it that's not a very fancy uh, blurb. Thank you, Disney Plus, very much. Um... <laughs> So, to make up for it, I'm positive that we have to go four in a row. Like, this would be unprecedented. Uh, I, not since season one have we had four episodes of Classroom in a, in a row. And I don't even know if that's true, but it feels true. So, I'm going to keep with the lie. Uh,
1: I feel like it's true. Like, right. like even in like season one and season two, like we would have... Two classrooms in a row, and then well, it would one, be it hallway.
0: Hap- in season one, it definitely happened. You think? Yes, it did. Okay. Uh, that's that's what started the whole thing, is like it was crazy when it wasn't classroom. Mm. And now it's crazy when it is classroom. That's what? true. 2020 got topsy-turvy in so many ways. That's
1: that's the only way that 2020 got topsy-turvy is the, all, is the classroom.
0: It's the most way.
1: It's the most way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Let's hit me with it. This is going to finally set this podcast off right. Tanya,
1: are you going to be okay?
0: Four episodes in a row? Yeah, when you tell me classroom, four episodes in a row? Classroom or not?
1: Um I'm afraid to tell you that we begin in
0: the classroom.
1: The hallway. We're in the hallway. We're by the lockers. It's
0: Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets, Girl Meets, Boy Meets World. Class dismissed.
1: I didn't say it, so don't go anywhere.
0: Uh, so we're in the hallway. What's going on? Come I don't on. even
1: know. You're so sad now. You're yeah. so sad. It just—it kind of reminds me of like when Sean was really, really sad in the hallway.
0: Don't try to make this about Sean.
1: It is about Sean. I'm sad. He's, he's sad happens? in the hallway.
0: Why is he sad in the hallway?
1: Jennifer broke up with him. Um... She's already flirting with another guy.
0: I'm doing whiny voice. You can't steal my style.
1: I think you would argue outside of this podcast that I'm whiny voice all the time.
0: Yes, but that's not what we're doing now. Uh, Yeah, Sean got broken up with. And he, Corey's like, it's fine. Sean's going to be okay. It's just a girl. Uh, he's not going to let something like that get him down. And then he looks down and he goes, get up, Sean, because Sean's laying up against the locker.
1: Well, and Topanga says, like, you're right. She's beautiful and tall and drives a red convertible. She
0: says, you can do a lot better than her. And Corey's like, really? Have you seen her? And that's when she says all that. And then she's like, oh, heck, I'd go out with her. (laughs) And um, Topanga walks away or Topanga's not there right now. And Corey goes over to Sean and he's like, listen, Sean, you can do better than her. I didn't want to say this while you were dating, but she's awful. I I think she's the worst. She's conceited. She's stuck up. She's got her big nose in the air. And I'm not even sure that her nose is real. And Sean is like, what? And he's like, yeah, plastic. It's her plastic surgeon made it for her. And um, I think you should tell her what you think. So Sean's like, yeah. And he gets up and walks over to her.
1: And he basically just repeats everything that Corey says to Jennifer. And then he's just like, and uh, something about
0: your nose. And she goes, um, Sean, who's been saying something about my nose? And then he looks back directly at Corey.
1: He incriminates his best friend who is just trying to help him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, oh, you're, she gets all like sultry. She's like, your best friend is telling you bad, bad things.
1: It was a weird turn.
0: And, and I don't know, they go to walk out and he's like, oh, don't be mad at Corey. And she's like, I would never be mad at your best friend. She
1: grabs him and starts like making out with him and is like, we can get back together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start to walk out together. And... And he's like, so everything's fine, like, with Corey. And she's like, yeah, why wouldn't everything be just fine with Corey? And they're walking by Corey and Topanga, who are standing up against the lockers. And Jennifer goes. Yeah. That
0: sounded awful, I'm sure, in the headphones.
1: It sounds awful right here. It, uh, it's a cat hiss, and she, like, cat claws at him. It's threatening. She threatens him.
0: Yeah, and and Topanga, like, makes, like, a really shocked face and stands up against the locker all weird. She feels threatened. Topanga had some good physical comedy this episode. Yes, very much so. Uh, So now we go to Chubby's where um, Corey and Sean are sitting at Chubby's having a meal by themselves, and Corey wants to tell Sean exactly how he feels about Jennifer.
1: And so first he's like are you sure everything is okay? And Sean's like, yeah, why wouldn't it be okay? Jennifer's great. Like, why wouldn't everything be okay? And Corey says, she's not great. She's scary. She threatened me. She is Xanthrac, the undead, which is foreshadowing for when she plays an undead person (laughs) in Blood Rain.
0: You think they... They foreshadowed 10 years in the future...
1: Uh, the game was out by then,
0: right? Yeah, but they didn't hadn't already picked her to play the part in 10 years.
1: Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. All I know is I wrote foreshadowing in really big words and circled it a thousand times. And as I was circling, you looked over at me and I felt very, very self-conscious. Well,
0: no, because sometimes you can hear writing and sometimes you can hear your wife sitting next to you doing circle noises on her paper. <laughs> and it makes you wonder what the hell is going on over there because you're diligently taking notes. <laughs> and you can hear her drawing pictures. So, yes, I did I did make a little look over in your direction, but I didn't look at your paper because I'm, I'm a sweetheart. So anyway. it was
1: foreshadowing for when she plays Rain and Blood Rain, the softcore vampire porn starring Meatloaf a day.
0: I did not watch that movie. I did not play that game, which is weird. Laura Bailey played Blood Rain, and Laura Bailey Rain. is so great. Is that I don't know. I didn't play or watch. This is Rain. Okay.
1: I did play it. Well I was around while it was being played. Okay. And I was very excited for the movie. So that because... was your
0: first introduction to Laura Bailey, probably.
1: No, probably not. Okay. I don't know what my first introduction to her would have been. It probably was Full Metal Alchemist.
0: Oh, maybe, yeah.
1: Um, but it was also not my first introduction to Kristana Lokin who played uh, in Terminator 3 as one of the Terminators, which I saw in the movie theater and well, I liked very much.
0: Also, your first introduction to Kristana Loken was <laughs> was Boy Meets World. Yeah, but
1: I didn't know that.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: I didn't know who she was then, but I did know who she was in Terminator 3. And then I definitely knew who she was when she played Rain and Blood Rain because I loved video game movies then. It's like all I ever wanted to watch. And that movie disappointed me and made me very uncomfortable because I saw Meatloaf naked. Did you really? Yes. I, huh. That's what I was trying to tell you while we were walking. Is well, it, it, was, it was a softcore vampire porn co-starring Meatloaf. Huh. There's like a whole like orgy scene
0: with meatloaf. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I kind of want to see it just to like know what this is like. Well, we can look
1: it up. Since then, I have watched the entire series of Game of Thrones, so I don't think it would affect me as bad anymore. Mm. Okay. Like I think that's basically like preschool show compared to Game of Thrones.
0: Maybe. Uh, but that's not the point. So Zan- Jennifer Zanthrak, Zanthrak, the, undead. the undead, and uh, Corey like is going off on her and about how awful she is. And and uh, she obviously he's doing the boy meets world trope where he's just rambling and rambling and rambling. And, you know, that something's about to happen. She walks up behind him, stands behind him. And, and Corey looks at Sean and goes, she's behind. She, it, she's behind me, isn't she?
1: Um, well, and then, sh- so Jennifer then comes around and is like, Sean, can I talk to you? And then sits in the booth directly in front of Corey. It's Sean and Jennifer sitting in the booth in front of Corey.
0: Okay. Uh, S, Yeah.
1: They do this big make out where they're like laying in the booth. Like, uh, yeah,
0: they like, cause, cause she says, I feel like you should, uh, there's some negative people in our lives trying to pull us apart and you should cut those people out of your lives. Don't you agree? And Sean says, I'm not sure if I do agree. And she says, how about now? And pushes him down. She
1: jumps him.
0: Yeah. She pushes him down on the booth, lays on top of him, smooches him a little bit. And he's like, okay, you're right.
1: Let's talk about this. And then they have a whole conversation about how he's not allowed to see Corey anymore. Because um, Corey is pulling them apart. And Corey is sitting in the booth behind them. And... Jennifer's just like, all right, Sean, I need you to tell Corey this now. And Sean's like, hey, Corey, can you come here for a minute? And Corey's like, this is going to be some good news. And then John Krasinski jumps out and he's like, some good news.
0: First off, he didn't say some good news. He said, maybe this is going to be good news. You just wanted to say some good news and John Krasinski. Anyway. It then cuts to, from John Krasinski to Topanga standing over Corey, the same way that Sean was laying on the lockers. Corey is laying at the booth, and she's like, "Get up, Corey!" And, and he's, he's like, like, "I, I, I he even broke s- up with me." I, and he says, "I even said maybe this is gonna be good news." And then John Krasinski jumps out of the <laughs> th- out from behind the bar, mm-hmm. and he was Xanthrak the Destroyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> xanthrac the undead oh
0: okay um, i like
1: xanthrac the destroyer better
0: um so it cuts from there directly to the kitchen there's a lot of cuts a lot of cuts they're in this good episode. cuts i like the cuts they're good cuts mm-hmm. all right well what happens next tanya
1: um so now uh amy and alan are just coming home from seeing the vagina monologues the one woman show we can't say that word on in- this podcast Huge in the 90s, biggest one-woman show ever. They made comments about it in every sitcom known to man during this time. This one they didn't, didn't say
0: it. Yeah, they didn't say the word.
1: I think Seinfeld said it and Friends said it, but I think like things like Boy Meets World and Home Improvement and stuff couldn't say Vagina.
0: Correct. That'd be weird if, if they just threw that out in the middle of a 7 o'clock family show.
1: That's so strange because, like, they definitely say things like nose or elbow or ankle. Yeah. It's just just
0: a part of the human anatomy. I guess, sure. But they're not also saying, like, penis all the time.
1: I just think that 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 kind of thing should be normalized. Like, it's just another body part. Okay. Sure. But it's not. So they go, they're coming home from seeing the vagina monologues. Eric is like, Where were you guys at? It's 11 o'clock. I sent out the SWAT team to find you. And they're like, What? He's like, No, I actually didn't even know you were gone. Where were you? So they tell him, and he's like, Wait, you can do like a play with one person? Are you serious? And it inspires him. Well, because they tell him
0: they paid $30 a ticket and 200 seats were sold out. And he was like, He does the math in his head and probably wrong. I was about
1: to say, He probably comes up with like $50. Yeah.
0: So he decides he's going to do his own play. And uh, uh, Amy and Alan have walked away. And I'm sorry for Mr. Turner in our background, who's just literally sitting at the corner of our street, sitting on his motorcycle, it sounds like.
1: I'm sure he's just, you know, picking up a test or something that one of the kids forgot to turn in.
0: Or he's a little too close to Topanga. Look. What?
1: That technically doesn't happen until after this episode because they switched the episodes. So in the real timeline, that hasn't even happened yet. But did
0: they switch them? I don't even they know. They did.
1: On everything. Everything. This episode was supposed to be episode eleven.
0: Maybe Disney Plus fixed it. I'm I have nothing but faith in Disney Plus and all that they do. And their advertising dollars that I would love to have. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Eric is now talking to Corey about how he's going to do a one-man show, or or Corey like walks in on him writing his one-man play. Except he, he's, it's he's, called the one-woman play, and Eric's like, "Oops!" and fixes it to say one-man play. Well,
1: and he's like writing really slowly. Like there's no way he was ever going to finish actually writing this play. I
0: think it's called "Look at Me, Look at Me," a one-woman show.
1: Yeah. Um. And then there's the phone. Yeah. Ring, ring. It-
0: and ring, 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 banana phone. And Eric picks up the phone and hands it to Corey. Or no, he, he goes to hang it up. And he's like, no, there's nobody here named Dory. And Corey goes, that's for me. And he grabs it. And he goes, Sean. And he says, you weren't supposed to say Sean. It's Dawn. Tanya just drank a bug. And It
1: flew against my face and then got stuck in the cup. And then I was able to get it out of the cup and squish it, it has been flying around my face.
0: I hope this episode is better than it feels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll be better than last week.
0: Um, I thought last week was great. Really? Yeah.
1: It was fine. Wow. I'm very critical.
0: Damn.
1: You are amazing.
0: Damn. What?
1: Bye, Mr. Turner. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Farewell.
0: <laughs> what oh, happens next, Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> oh god
1: so sean is on the phone and they're like i miss you so much i miss you so much too i assume it's been more than two hours i don't even know but um they're like we have to see each other and and sean's like all right we're we're gonna meet in the library
0: well at first he says where where can we meet and Corey goes oh Paris. <laughs> he's like, no, we can't go to Paris. And he says, somewhere where, like, women won't want to find us. And he goes, oh, the Three Stooges movie? <laughs> and he's like, no, the library.
1: Um, and,
0: then... oh, and we also, like, it was really funny. They were going back and forth, and Corey was, like, going off about how they should see each other or whatever. And Sean doesn't respond, and Corey's like, Sean, are you still there? And Sean goes, yeah, I was just listening to your voice.
1: They are so great at being best friends. Yeah. Like, they're just so good at it. I can't even think of another show where best friends were this good. Um. Anyway, so then they go to hang up and they do like the thing where they go to hang up and then they grab the phone. They like listen to see who hangs up first and they hang
0: up. Or they start to hang up and they pick it back up to their ear and listen again and just slowly put it back down, sadly.
1: Yeah. Um, And Corey gets off the phone. He just like sighs like, (sighs) because he misses the love of his life.
0: And then it pans over to Eric, who's standing and watching with like, his eyebrows raised, and he goes, "I want my own room." <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we go to the next morning, and it's there in the library. Well, not they are in the library. Sean is, in the, is library in the library at the table by a himself. Li- a
1: little baby round table. It's a very short,
0: yeah, they,
1: short elementary school table. They
0: did. They did put elementary school seats and 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 tables in the high school library.
1: They did. Um. Also, though, like, I feel like people aren't allowed to bring food into the library. And there was food in the library.
0: Sure, but... It's a school library, and kids break the rules, especially mm, Sean. He's a rule breaker.
1: That's right. He is a rebel. So he's sitting at the table, and who comes in the door?
0: Is it Corey? Nope. Oh, no. It's...
1: It was supposed to be Corey. Jennifer.
0: Jennifer. She's
1: like, Sean, what are you doing in the library? And he's like, I'm studying. I swear, I'm studying. And she's like, see? I knew it. All the time that you spent with Corey has been bad for you. Now you have all this time on your hands, and you're taking school seriously, and... Um, she's like, but wait, why is there this cinnamon roll on the table? And why does it have the letter C on it? And it's got a little bow on it and everything. I thought Corey was under the table.
0: Okay. That would have taken a turn.
1: I thought like I could've like for some reason in my head I remembered him being under the table. He's not under the table. Sean is like, the C stands for C, I knew you would be here, and hands
0: her the cinnamon roll. And she eats it, and then Topanga walks up, and she's like, Sean, and he's like, uh, is this where he says, have you two met? And they look at each other, and they're like, hi.
1: Yes, um and... When Topanga says hi, she, like, bounces her head and her perfect ponytail with her perfect, like, little pieces that are framing her face. Her hair is a dream. It's my dream. I want Topanga hair so bad, and I will never have it. And it's very unfair. But she can pull off a very snarky, sort of bitchy, rude, like, hi really well because of her hair. But then she tells tells Sean to go to the classic section. And
0: She's like you know classics the uh, the something that you that you used to I don't remember what she says
1: something about like it starts with a C or something like that like she sends him to the classics section which is not in a, a an aisle of the library it's just right there out in the open yeah
0: directly next to the seat
1: directly next to the elementary school table where Jennifer's, that Jennifer's eating is a cinnabon,
0: eat, cinnabon
1: a cinnabon that says C on it
0: and um. Oh, this is where they do the Paris thing and Three Stooges thing. I'm dumb. Anyway, they do that whole thing because...
1: Well, Sean moves books and Corey's face is behind it.
0: And he goes... Yeah, because he goes, Corey. And Corey goes, Sean. And Sean is like, Corey, is that you? And he goes, no, it's an (laughs) audio book. And they do the whole Paris thing that I said earlier because I was so excited to talk about it. And... um, they just go back and forth and Corey goes, We're just gonna have to like be be two guys who just hang out and talk sports.
1: Um so then they are like, Okay, we need to come up with a better way to like see each other. And um they're like, But how? So then they just they come up with a rendezvous. They're gonna rendezvous at Corey's house and have dinner.
0: Mm-hmm. And as they're talking about it, Jennifer walks over and she's like, Sean, you've been over here a long time.
1: And then then she's like, is he over here? And Sean's like, he? Who's he? I don't know what he you speak of. And she moves the books and Corey jumps down and you see his face between other books. And then she looks down where his face was and he jumps over and his face is behind other books. And then Sean's like, go, go, go. And she definitely sees him do that.
0: She definitely does, but doesn't. Because she said, okay, I believe you. Um, And anyway, now we go to the backyard.
1: We go to the backyard where the Feeney call is very prominent. And I think is very prominent throughout the backyard throughout the next forever of the season. Because
0: Eric steps outside and goes, Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! And Mr. Feeney's on the ground right there. And he's like, I'm right here.
1: I do this to the children all the time.
0: Oh, yes, you do.
1: Like, our house is very small. And a lot of times I'm coming in from outside and I don't realize that one of them is, like, on the big chair in the living room. Because it's, like, up against the wall that the door is also on. So I'll come in and be like, Caden, Caden, I need you to. And he's like, Mom, I'm right here. So that's what Eric did to Feeney.
0: Um, So you're the Eric Matthews of our house.
1: I'm okay with this.
0: Okay, so... Eric tells Mr. Feeney about his play. Mr. Feeney is mildly intrigued until Eric says, here it is, it's 400 pages about my life. And Mr. Feeney is like, oh, God, and opens it and starts reading it. And it's like, there I was, road trip over the summer. Uh, The hot wind howled like a howly windy thing. And Mr. Feeney, like, closes it and he's done And Eric goes, I got you in here, opening night, free ticket, and gives him a ticket. And Mr. Feeney is like, you
1: rented out a theater for this already? He's like, yeah, the little theater on such and such street. They're in Philadelphia. Yeah. And he rented out a little theater that costs so much money.
0: Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Feeney is like, oh, great. And Eric says, "Okay." and while you're at it, can you sell 50 to 100 of these tickets and Mr. Feeney's like, you're selling these for $30 each? So, now we go back to the kitchen. Back to the kitchen at the Matthews house.
1: Corey has been cooking all things. Day, Amy and Eric are like, oh, this is so sweet. I can't believe he's just so adorable. Look how cute he is, just cooking away, and this all looks so amazing. And then Topanga comes in, and she's holding like this perfect, like latticed apple pie.
0: A whatest?
1: Latticed. It has like the lattice.
0: Like pressed. a salad?
1: No, lattice. L like, a t t i.
0: Like a ladder?
1: No. Well, yes, but like,
0: can you climb it to get yes, to the attic?
1: You climb it. To you climb sneak pie? in and out of people's windows.
0: You climb a pie?
1: You climb up high. <laughs> up a pie and up high sound very much the same.
0: You laughed really hard at that. <laughs> because. Well, you're still laughing. I
1: thought that you were saying up high, not up
0: high. <laughs> um, so... Last week, Aubrey and I went to the store together. And uh, as every time we get back in the car, before we take our masks off, we use hand sanitizer. And I was in the middle of saying something to her, and I opened the hand sanitizer cap, but it was like 100 degrees that day. So when I pressed the little top on it to open it up, it like sprayed in my face. So I was like mid-sentence, and I had to like... Uh, back up and I made like a little face it wasn't even that interesting and Aubrey died laughing she has since now it's been a week and a half and she's keeps la- last night she said oh when well, you know when I was having a bad time last week this week you know what I did to to cheer myself up I thought of the hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm saying is
1: that sounds like exactly like what just happened yeah nice anecdote
0: thanks i'm just trying to fill time while you're laughing
1: okay anyways so it's a latticed pie that topanga has can we not please
0: oh it was funny a minute (laughs) ago
1: so topanga comes in with her pie and she
0: came in a pie get it
1: And Amy and Alan are like, oh, my gosh, Topanga, he loves you so much. He's done all of this for you. And is like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Cory, I know that he was going to be here soon, but I wanted this pie to be perfect for you guys. So, like, Amy and Alan think that Cory has cooked for Topanga, and Topanga has sweetly made the most perfect pie on Earth for Cory and Sean. It is so cute. I loved it so much.
0: So Amy and Alan now have left, and, uh... He Cory says it doesn't matter he didn't show up and Topanga was like I'm sure he'll be here and Corey goes oh great I'll just put my beef brochettes back in the oven well they'll burn <laughs> And
1: he like whips his towel down and it was probably the funniest moment of any Boy Meets World ever
0: and uh the phone rings and um Topanga is like are you gonna answer it and he says no and then it rings and rings and rings, and then he's like, "All right," and he grabs it, and it's Sean. He's wearing a tennis outfit, like.
1: And and uh, Corey's like, "Let me guess, you're not coming, are you?" And Sean's like, "Look, she uh, she invited me to go to the country club with her. Like, I couldn't say no to that."
0: And Corey's like, "That's fine. I'm not hurt." And um, Sean goes, "Look, look, I we can't do this. She." She found my box of Cinnabon receipts. And Corey's like, no.
1: I told you to burn those.
0: (laughs) And he says, I couldn't. Um, So Sean says, sorry. And Corey says, I'm sorry, too. Um, And then they do the thing again where they start to put the phone down and then slowly bring it back up and then have to put it back down.
1: And um, so he gets off the phone and... Topanga is just like, hey, Corey, um, I just, like, brought a pie over that I made without any intention of eating any of it for you guys. Because I learned very early on that your friendship was incredibly important and that there was no Corey without Sean. Like- and
0: that be- a best friend is important and uh, no one can fill that void. So... Corey is like, ah, you're such a sweet girl. And Topanga says, yeah, and Sean deserves a sweet girl, too.
1: Um, I loved how self-aware she was, where she's like, yeah, I am. And, like, there are other sweet girls out there, and, like, Sean is every bit as deserving of a sweet girl as Corey is. Um, so Corey is still just sort of sulking, and Topanga says, look, I want you to clean up in here and be at chubby's in an hour and he's like why she was just like be
0: at chubby's in an hour she but she basically tells him to get rid of the food uh, that was so much cooking to just get rid of all the food i'm sure someone will
1: eat it it'll be fine it's probably amazing i don't think she meant get rid of it i think I she it. just meant clean it up okay like, put it in the refrigerator. I don't think she was just, like, encouraging him to take a trash can over to the counter and just start shoveling it all in there.
0: Okay. That's how I felt. That's so, just because
1: you wanted that specific food.
0: Maybe. I don't even know what beef frustrations are. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Um, so, we do a quick jump cut to the theater where Eric is... Um, fully engulfed in his black turtleneck and he's like, June 24th, 1978.
1: I thought it was like 83 or something or 81. Was it 78?
0: I wrote that down and it'd be weird if I was wrong.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't want to hear that I'm wrong about
0: this. (laughs) I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. You're
1: not. You never are.
0: Tell me on Facebook if I'm wrong. Can
1: we just cut this whole thing out?
0: Nope. Um, So, uh, he goes, I am Born And he pushes his head out. He
1: births himself out from his turtleneck. And let me tell you, I was in. I was like, this is going to be the best one man show ever. But everyone in the audience is looking at him like he's putting on the worst show ever. But like, let's be serious here. It was entertaining. He also
0: says, John Paul I.I. takes over as Pope. (laughs) And Dis- I like fell over. Laughing. He's like a new, a new su- music is sweeping the nation, and he turns on a, a a tape, a cassette tape of disco music, and then he says, "Now, 1984, I poo poo my pants on the bus. On the bus,
1: and nobody likes me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. But I mean, he's got like a pretty full house. It looks like. He like, does, but as he's, of...
0: as he's doing all this, people start walking out.
1: Ugh, I don't, they have no taste.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: You would have stayed. Uh-uh. Why? It was awful. What?
0: Yeah. I disagree. Okay. You love bad theater, though.
1: I love theater, period. The only theater I don't love is Shakespearean theater. But otherwise, I think I love, like, all theater.
0: Speaking of Shakespeare, let's go back to Chubby's.
1: Okay. Sounds about right. We're at Chubby's. Uh,
0: And Sean walks up.
1: There's like nobody there.
0: There's nobody there. They're in the back room, the pool room. And uh, Sean's like, Topanga, you wanted to see me? And she's like, somebody else wanted to see you. Uh,
1: I didn't write anything in my notes about this part except for the fact that like, why, why did Sean rush to Chubby's to see Topanga? huh,
0: because she needed something. But... Maybe he knew deep down.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I was just kind of, like, flabbergasted that he was like, Topanga, what did you need? And...
0: Maybe, like, what if he had walked in and he was like, it already feels like I'm having an affair. Why not, too?
1: Maybe that's what it is.
0: Uh, so, Corey walks up and it's all, like, awkward, and he's like, hi... And Topanga goes, I'm going to wait outside. And she walks out. And...
1: Corey starts to talk about the fact that, like, if if Jennifer really is special and Sean really does, like, really, really like her, then Corey is accepting of that and all of this. And then she...
0: And Corey... Or, and then Sean, like, giggles at what Corey's saying. And Corey's like, what's so funny? And Sean says, no, it's just... It's hard to take you serious with chalk on your face. Hold on. Let me get it for you. And he reaches up and starts wiping Corey's face. And the curtain opens up. And Jennifer walks in. And Corey goes, ah! <laughs> And she goes, Sean, is that Corey? And Sean goes, no, it's cake, which is was like a meme two weeks ago. It was.
1: And this, like, I absolutely pictured him turning yeah. around with a knife and just, like, slicing Cory in half. And there just being cake layers inside. I
0: did, too.
1: Oh, oh I'm really glad we shared that moment.
0: Yeah. Um, so, anyway.
1: And he's like, I mean, obviously, it's not cake. It's not. And Corey's just like standing there, and he's like, "How did you know I was here?" And she pulls out her cell phone. It's like the first cell phone that we see.
0: She says, "I had an I got an anonymous tip." And Corey says, "But how? Who? Nobody even knew that you were here. It was just
1: <gasps> Topanga." And Topanga comes like creeping in around the corner. She's like, "Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I did it."
0: So she set up the whole thing. And uh, she says, "I wanted to prove to you that they've been doing this all along, and true love is is more important than a kiss." And um, uh, and
1: Jennifer's like, "Oh yeah," and she like reaches out and grabs Sean and starts kissing him again, and and she's like, "That this is it. Like this is the final one. Like you are choosing either me or Corey. Like this is your final ultimatum."
0: Yeah, and. Uh, after she does that, Sean turns and looks at Corey and he goes, All right, what do you got? And Corey goes, I can't compete with that, and walks away. And Sean stands up and he's like, No, listen. Like, We can't do this. Um, I, I'm not going to give up my friends because of you. So they're still my friends. And you and I are are not going to be together anymore. We're friends too, but... We can be friends at KISS, right?
1: And uh, she's like, No, you're going to be missing out on all of that. And he's like, Well, this time I realize I'm gaining more than I'm losing.
0: Yeah. And she's freaking out, like, because he's not hurt by it this time. Mm -hmm. And she walks out. And then Corey and Sean are like, Oh, so um, now we're not, we don't have to sneak around or anything. We We can can
1: do whatever we want whenever we want.
0: And they're just like, Um,. See at school, and then they walk away, and Topanga's like, What the hell?
1: Yeah. um, Post-credit scene. So now we're at the credit scene, which we're back in the theater, and Eric is serving up some good writing. He is talking about how he's like bouncing back and forth between like. He's 15 year, or he's 18 years old and he's at a crossroads and that crossroads is bringing his brain back to when he was five years old, when he was also at a crossroads. And he's like talking about how is both it, things like coincide with each other,
0: which cubby was mine.
1: Um, And everyone's asleep and you look over and like Feeney's like sitting next to him and on the stage, on the stage under the lights. And Eric's like, yeah, this sucks, doesn't it?
0: And he says, why did I expect people to enjoy this? My life has been entirely meaningless. And Mr. Feeney says, Eric, that's because you're 18. All of your great scenes are still ahead of you. And Eric says, okay, so you mean like 30, 40 years? I can finally write my own play about my life and you're going to come see it then? And Mr. Feeney goes, Eric tonight has proven to me that I will never come back and watch your play.
1: No, he says, you've ruined theater for oh, me. <laughs> that's right, that's right. With um, all theater.
0: Yeah, so Mr. Feeney says, listen, you know what, I, what I'm all about. You need to get a college education. And Eric goes, well, well what about my acting career? And Mr. Feeney says, yeah, get an education.
1: And Amy and Alan are actually awake and watching them. And um, Alan's like, I really like this part. And Amy's like, yeah, they're really good together. And it was very sweet.
0: So, Tanya, how do you feel about this episode? (sighs) This is the shortest episode in a long time.
1: I love this episode. Really? So much. I love the fact that, like, Sean and Corey are those friends that, like, make you wish you had a best friend like that. Like, Mm. you you just don't see it anywhere like the way they did their friendship was so like intimate Mm -hmm. and also like innocent like it was just done so well and it was also one of those things I don't think they really uh pushed the point but like they really did make it that like love is love and that like a friendship love and a romantic love isn't all that different from each other. Like, they are both equally important. And um, it was just, I don't know, there was something so, like, just beautiful about the way they really honed it on their friendship this episode.
0: It was sweet, but it was also, like, they were paralleling, like, an affair. Like, they were trying to make it look like two people who were star-crossed lovers who were trying to meet in the middle of the night.
1: I get that, but, like, because it was on that, like, teenage friendship level, it was just... It was so sweet. Yeah. And I loved that. And I honestly, like, I thought that Eric's play was fantastic.
0: Well, you heard it here first. Tanya thinks affairs are sweet.
1: I think affairs are sweet, and I think that Eric is a wonderful writer.
0: Mm.
1: I do... Like, I would be interested in finding out, like, what his crossroads was at five and what his crossroads was at 18 and then like how all of that ended like that's not an a non-entertaining parallel okay i think it's good
0: you know what you know what was a good way to figure out about eric's crossroads was to watch it happen on a sitcom because it was funny and, and they don't
1: show um when he was five on the sitcom that's true So, um, I thought Topanga was also like super wonderful this episode and like her personality really shined, like even though her parts were small, like this sort of like, I guess tenacious Topanga is who we see going forward. Um, and I, I loved that too. So I really loved this episode. That's crazy. You didn't?
0: I mean, I, no, I didn't. Uh, I thought it was fine, uh. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I don't know. I guess I just didn't like the Eric story. Um, it seemed shorn to me. Like, it just seemed like a, I don't know, let's have Eric go to the... He wants to do a theater, because that, that play is really big right now. So he's got to... I don't know. He's got to do a play.
1: But do you... Um, I guess... I the reason why I disagree with this is because now Eric's story is continuous from episode to episode. Him searching for himself is his story. So because of that, we're seeing him try different things all the time and grow in different ways or whatever. And we will continue to see that throughout the rest of the series. This, I felt like, was a, a good point where he's like, I mean I guess I can try this and so I don't know it's a very hard thing for me to articulate uh and I don't know if I would feel differently about this if I hadn't had a very specific like video on YouTube happen this week but um the YouTuber that I watch all the time she has uh, written a book it comes out in February and she did a video that was talking about the fact that like 4 years ago, she had more like boo leaders than cheerleaders. Everyone was telling her like the things that she wanted to do were too big and that she she didn't even know how she was going to do them. So why was she talking about doing them? Like and I think going into this episode, I've carried that with me like all week and I wanted to, like, cheerlead for Eric. Like, he was doing something outside of his comfort zone, something that was showing who he was as a person. And, um, like, it wouldn't have been an easy thing to do to write a huge manuscript like that. Like, it was a big deal. So I think I just sort of wanted to cheerlead for him, and I want him to find himself so badly.
0: Well, yeah, but... First off, that's how I feel about the episode. Um,
1: <laughs> I didn't even ask you how you felt about the episode, did I?
0: Yeah, you did. Um, oh, oopsie. But he um, he wasn't doing it because he wanted to do art stuff. He was doing it because he wanted to be famous and make money. Like That's how it all started is he mm-hmm. thought about how much money he could make. He wasn't doing it because, oh, I just want to tell a story about my life. No, yeah. he was just doing, oh, I can sell out theaters and get thirty dollars a ticket
1: but at 18 what why do you do the things that you do when you were his age girls right you don't do them because you are an artistic soul like you were not singing and writing music because you your passion was singing and writing music that's not
0: true you, that's definitely why i was singing and, and writing music
1: you were pulling chicks
0: yeah but i would have pulled chicks anyway Good point. Like, I didn't He's have He's a heartthrob. No, but like, I didn't have to. First off, who says pulling chicks in 2020? But. Um, Stop
1: being a boo leader.
0: YouTube has ruined my life. Um, <laughs> he, so, no, he could have. No, plenty of people get into acting at 18 and stuff because they're into it and plenty of people getting to poach. Like no one would argue that Frankie is out doing poetry readings because he wants to get attention for it. No, he just it's his passion. That's what he loves to do.
1: Right. Because he knows that that's his passion and right. he knows that's what he loves to do. Eric doesn't know what he loves to do and he doesn't know what his passion is. So like we're watching him try to find himself.
0: That's true. That's true. We are watching him try to find himself, but I didn't love it in this episode, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that that's how I felt.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, We're having a conversation. He, uh,
0: the, I, I thought the Sean and Corey stuff was really fun. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't. Um, none of it was surprising. Like you knew where all of it was going to mm-hmm. go at every every step of the way. But it was funny and cute and sweet. And I think it is really good to see. Uh, a male relationship like that. Mm-hmm. Um, two best friends who are willing to be sweet with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think there's a lot of that. Um, I it, There definitely wasn't a lot of that in 1996, 1997. Right. Like, there were other things that people would have said about that friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was really nice. Um, and really, we get that a lot with Corey and Sean as right. a whole. And it's, I don't know, it's it's surprising that that relationship isn't talked about as more more eye opening there
1: so it is it is talked about a lot um over the past few years when it first came back out on Hulu a lot of people were like oh my gosh I didn't realize like how romantic Sean and Corey See, were together
0: I feel like so much of what I've heard since it came back out on Hulu um and now it's on Disney Plus which you can get for nine ninety nine a month um at DisneyPlus.com I don't know if that's true um but what I remember hearing was immediately from everybody, ooh, Corey and Topanga's relationship is gross. Like, he was very controlling and she was controlling and whatever. Like, I remember hearing that like crazy when it first came back out.
1: We have very different echo chambers. That's true. Like, mine mine were saying, like, oh, wow this is like a healthy friendship and it was normalizing being kind and sweet and doing things for each other and not worrying about masculinity in a friendship and um you know being emotional together and uh they cry together all the time like Mm -hmm. it it really that's what i was seeing and that was not talked about when the show was out like Right. Not when we were kids. Like, it was like, ooh, Sean's hot and Topanga and Corey are cute together or whatever. But now, as adults watching it, it is so amazing to see. Like, And I would want those friendships for my kids where they can just be themselves fully and they aren't afraid to cry with their friends and they aren't afraid to, like, stand up for their friends or they aren't, like these people are a part of them. Right. So, yeah.
0: That's how I feel about this episode. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was a a good episode. I just didn't, it didn't, like, blow my socks off. Um, Which is why it was interesting to hear you say how amazing it was. Um, Otherwise, I mean, this is a really short episode of our show. So anyway... What would you like to add? Where, you, where can you find us?
1: Uh, you can find us on Twitter
0: at BMG and BMW.
1: Uh, you can email us at
0: BMG and BMW at gmail.com.
1: Uh, and you can join our Facebook group
0: Facebook.com forward slash BMG and BMW. I think that's wrong.
1: Just go Thanks. to the search bar and type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Yes. And like, that's what's going to come up is us.
0: Yep. That's the only thing that's going to come up.
1: And then Alden will take like a week to approve that's not you. That's true. I'm
0: usually pretty quick.
1: Because he'll be debating whether or not you're a bot for like an hour.
0: That does happen sometimes. It's usually pretty quick and easy to see. But sometimes it's like, mm, I'm pretty sure you're a person from a TV show. Because that happened once. Anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4 Episode Twelve.
1: <laughs> Class dismissed.